0: Merry meet, and welcome to the Practical Witch Podcast. I'm Friday Gladhart, author of The Practical Witch's Almanac, and instructor at Witch Academy. This is the very first podcast of the series. Thank you for joining me. Today I'm going to talk about herbs and wort cunning. You're going to learn about making a vanilla extract, which is an easy way to break into the world of making extracts. Real vanilla extract makes a wonderful gift for yourself and others. Wort cunning is the knowledge of using botanical ingredients for magic and medicine, combined with the practical skills and wisdom necessary to successfully make use of this knowledge. Wort cunning includes the knowledge of growing, propagating, harvesting, drying, and processing, along with studies in herbal lore and modern scientific research. Extracts are what we're going to focus on here today, And there are many different kinds of extracts, such as water extractions, vinegar, or alcohol. In this instance, we're going to use alcohol to create a vanilla extract. When you look at vanilla extracts at the store, normally this is what is known as a single-fold extract. In addition, as of some law changes a few years back, even if it says real, natural vanilla extract, the natural aspect of it can be found on the back of the label where it says natural flavors. These flavors don't necessarily come from vanilla beans, and this pure vanilla extract is not as pure as it used to be before some law changes and labeling changes. Many of the natural flavorings are derived from other plant materials and sometimes even animals. If you have the opportunity to find a gourmet grocery store or a natural food store, you may find folded vanilla extracts that have on the label a single fold, double fold, or triple fold. The Federal Drug Administration, FDA, says the vanilla extract should have at least 100 grams of vanilla bean extractives per liter of liquid. So that single fold is 100 per liter, 100 grams of vanilla beans per liter of liquid. A double fold is 200 grams of vanilla beans or vanilla extractives per liter of alcohol, and a triple fold is 300 grams. The FDA also allows the use of glycerin, propylene glycol, uh, all kinds of sugars, dextrose, and corn syrups. So there's quite a lot of variety in your real vanilla extract, and it's really quite simple and inexpensive to make yours at home. You'll also find that your own vanilla extract is going to have a much more complex, deep, and rich flavor. Depending on the vanilla beans you use, you can have the long lingering sweetness of Madagascar beans, a slight spiciness of the Tahitian beans, uh, even a little bit of extra floral notes that Mexican vanilla beans can have. For this recipe, we're going to pare down what the FDA recommends. You're going to be making a single-fold extract. Of course, to make a double-fold extract, you would double the amount of vanilla beans I'm providing information for. And for a triple-fold, you would triple the amount of vanilla beans. So first you're going to get a good alcohol in which to extract. An alcohol is going to have to be food grade, obviously, so you're going to head down to your liquor store, and what you're looking for is a high-proof liquor. I prefer a rum, vodka, or my favorite when it's available is Everclear, or another high-proof, 190-proof alcohol. When you're looking at these alcohols for extractions, What you want to look for is a clear liqueur with very little flavoring added to it, such as gin, which most gins have a lot of juniper and other flavor additives, but vodka is a pretty clean flavor on its own. And when you can, always try to get the pure ethyl or Everclear, which is only moderately flavored, if any at all. Just in case you didn't know, alcohol proof is a number that is twice as much as its percent of alcohol. For example, if you have 180 proof Everclear or ethyl alcohol from the liquor store, it is going to contain 90% alcohol. The other 10% is water. It is extremely difficult to get 100% ethyl alcohol as it is so evaporative that it does not stay on the shelf or in the jar without uh, specialized containers. So 180 to 190 proof is about the best you're going to get. Do not go below... And 80 proof. What you're looking for is at least 40% alcohol for this extraction, and for most other alcohol extractions. You're going to need about one cup of alcohol. 8.79 ounces. This is a quarter liter, and that's what we're going to base our recipe on. That's about a cup plus, so oh, almost half a teaspoon. You're also going to need 25 grams of vanilla beans, or 0.88 ounces. That's about six to eight vanilla beans, depending on the size that you choose to purchase. And this is where things can get really interesting. Once you have chosen what type of vanilla bean you want, such as a bourbon one from Madagascar or Tahitian, uh, New Guinea has some wonderful ones coming out this time of year, and Mexico is and Costa Rica are always great sources, but choose your vanilla bean. You can base it on the flavor, the price, whatever you need to do, or you can mix it up like I do. I prefer to use a variety of vanilla beans from around the world and get a really robust flavor that hits a lot of different senses. When you're shopping for vanilla beans, you'll notice that there are premium, grade A, and grade B. Grade B are also called extract beans. Of course, grade B, the extract beans, are the ones most commonly used for vanilla extract, but I normally choose grade A for my extracts. I think they have a better complex flavor, and they're a little easier to work with. When I'm ordering vanilla beans, I am also sure to get a few premium-grade beans. These are usually a little larger, much more plump, and those are the ones that I tuck into the bottle to finish it. They're not just decorative. They add a little extra oomph to the vanilla extract, and it causes your vanilla extract to become stronger as it sits over time. So even though you are making a single-fold extract, even though we're making a single fold extract, if you add an additional bean to the finished product at the end, you will eventually have a slightly stronger vanilla extract than the traditional off-the-shelf-from-the-grocery-store vanilla. As you're going to find that we do for all of the work cutting courses and podcasts, you're going to clean your surface and sanitize it. Sanitize any containers you're working with and any mixing bowls and apparatus as well as washing your hands and tying back your hair. This makes your end product safer and better for you and everyone else. So you have the clean counter. You're going to take 25 grams of vanilla beans. Again, that's about six to eight beans depending on their size. And that's going to be almost an ounce, 0.88 ounces. So go ahead and add an ounce if you want. You'll have a little bit more than a single fold. You'll be going into double fold there if you have to just kind of guess. But I do recommend getting a high-quality gram scale for a lot of the projects we'll be doing. Separate your vanilla beans and carefully, with a sharp knife or razor blade, split each vanilla bean in half. You're going to expose a granulated, sticky, kind of uh, viscous mass. I don't know quite how to explain it. It reminds me a lot of miniature poppy seeds, but if you're not familiar with that... um, You're just going to have to experience it for yourself. In the inside, you'll find the little tiny black dots that are responsible for the uh, little specks you find in high-quality vanilla ice cream and cappuccino toppings. This inside gooey part is where a lot of the flavor comes from. When you split them in half, try not to get any of these little dots and this goo onto the surface of your cutting area. I prefer to work on a flexible cutting board that I can carefully scrape with a a silicone spatula. After you've split them in half, you can continue to dice them if you want, but at this point, I generally tend to put them right into my food processor or blender. This is a very practical way to quickly macerate herbs. And yes, I do also use a pestle and mortar, but this is going to keep your alcohol from evaporating so quickly by processing it in a, much more timely manner. Once you've put your split vanilla beans and maybe slightly chopped vanilla beans into your food processor or blender, you're going to add your alcohol and give it a few pulses. Go ahead and give it a whirl. If anything is tangling around the blades, pull it out very carefully with clean hands or tongs and slice those up. I sometimes use scissors at this point to make it a little bit easier. I can stab in there while it's off and unplugged, of course, but I can kind of stab in there and cut any that are Tangling up my machine. Once the alcohol and the vanilla beans are fully blended, I like to add a little squirt of local raw, uh, raw local honey. And I do this because, well, it's a two-part reason. The first is that most people expect vanilla extract to have a sweet flavor. And although it does, it's not sweet in the sugary sense. It's on a different part of your tongue, more akin to where licorice and cinnamon are sweet rather than sugar. But a little bit of honey also acts as a humectant. So we have this alcohol that will evaporate very, very quickly. And every time you open the bottle, you'll lose little molecules of it to evaporation. That's fine. But you can slow that a little bit with a little bit of honey in it. And the humectant action, which means that it pulls moisture from the air, it kind of balances that out. The sweetness, the sugars in honey, also help to extract uh, additional components in your vanilla beans. You don't have to add much. I usually, for this recipe, I'd use about a teaspoon. If you don't want to use honey, you can use agave syrup or uh, unrefined cane syrup, that type of sweetener. But you don't want to use stevia or artificial sweeteners for this. We're looking for a physical reaction and physical traits of sugars and saccharides. After I've added the honey, I give it another whirl and I put it all into a big jar or in this case, a one-cup jar, and I let it sit for a couple of months in a cool, dark place. You can put it in your refrigerator, but that tends to be a little cold. So I have a cupboard. I always make this in the winter. But I have a cupboard that is on a very poorly insulated wall, and I put it in the back corner of that for a couple of months. After it has extracted for at least a week, but I prefer to go a couple of months, You can pull it out and filter it. I usually just strain mine because I don't mind little bits of vanilla in my items, but you can use a coffee filter if that clarity and color is more important to you. Sometimes I go somewhere in between and I use what is a a mesh filter that is used for pressing tofu, but whatever kind of filter or straining to get the major chunks out, I bottle it up into some nice fancy jars and I top it off with, A single vanilla bean that is a premium grade, a really high quality grade. It's sort of like labeling chocolates with a design on top. I don't know if you know that, but a lot of chocolates are labeled uh, by the creators with different symbols. Like the little circle on uh, chocolate-covered cherries indicates that there's a cherry inside. It's both a byproduct of how those chocolate-covered cherries are made, but also just a traditional marking of, hey, this contains a cherry. Anyway... So I put a vanilla bean in it. It adds a lot more strength, and it's a little treat. When your vanilla's gone, you're, oh, no, the vanilla's gone. Well, I still have vanilla bean left, and I can scrape that for five or six or maybe even ten more recipes. In addition, when I'm making my vanilla extract and finishing it with that single vanilla pod, I sometimes even take yet another vanilla pod, scrape the innards out, and put just the scrapings into the vanilla. Of course, it's going to make a cloudy liquid. It's not as beautiful-looking, but trust me, it is beautiful in flavor and it adds a lot more depth and complexity even in addition to that. If you were going to make a threefold extract, you of course would be using 75 grams of vanilla beans to your eight ounces of alcohol. This is about well, it's 2.64 ounces, and it's gonna be oh 24, 25 vanilla beans. And that is the threefold extract that I create every year, and offer right around Yule time on PracticalWitch.com. But again, choose your vanilla beans and even try a selection. Perhaps you might want to order just a few from Madagascar and try a few from Mexico, try a few more from Tahiti, and compare the different vanillas from around the world. It's an interesting exploration. I oftentimes like to get pictures of the farms and the families that I'm purchasing these uh, fair trade vanilla beans from. And you might, you might enjoy some of the stories about vanilla. Vanilla has some wonderful magical properties and a great and rich tradition and lore. It is often associated with love. And although it is an excellent ingredient to incorporate in any kind of love potions and love concoctions, the type of love that is often evoked by vanilla is familial. It's comforting. It's warm. It's very sensual. And a lot of times it's very familiar to people. I find that because of this familiarity, it works very well for calming and easing people, putting them at putting people at ease and making them feel more comfortable. It's a very familiar scent for all of us. It is really not disliked by anyone. Now, there are a lot of people who say, oh, I can't stand vanilla candles. Well, that's synthetic vanilla. There are, we'll talk about this in another class, but there are, Uh, problems using true vanilla and and certain types of vanillin in in candles that causes them to have to use synthetics that, of course, uh, smell a little odd and often cause terrible reactions in people, (laughs) Uh, stuffy nose and headaches and sinuses clogged up. But that's not what real vanilla does. So if you've disliked vanilla in the past, it may be your association with different air fresheners, candles, uh, items that utilize these synthetic vanillas. Some synthetic vanillas are ex- excellent, just astoundingly amazing. Some are even identical in chemical constituents to those found in nature, but may be less complex. For example, a natural vanilla bean may contain over 200 different chemical compounds, whereas the synthetic version of vanilla that is nature-identical may only share 50 of those chemical compounds. So once you have extracted your vanilla and bottled it up, topped it off with a vanilla bean if you like. I sometimes put a wax seal over my bottles just to dress them up and keep them fresh for the person that I'm going to give it to. Then you are done and ready to go. You've made your first excellent alcohol extract. And we're going to learn a lot more about extracts and their different uses, both magically and medicinally and in culinary purposes. In many other podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me on my first podcast. I do apologize for any issues with sound quality. I am working on it. I'm not not familiar with any audio work. I am a website person and a writer, and this is new territory for me. So thank you very much for joining me on this adventure. Thank you for joining me, and blessed be. This has been a production of Witch Academy a division of Practical Witch, LLC. This is a private podcast for patrons of Friday Gladheart and for members enrolled in the Academy. You can find us online at practicalwitch.com or witchacademy.org.